being an active investor and being an active investor on the commercial side, being a sponsor or a GP or a co-GP. If you want to be active, that's a far superior way to be active than to just buy some single family properties, in my opinion. You're listening to Alternative Investor Mastermind, where we do a deep dive on alternative investment opportunities and the lifestyle it can create. Join Jack Krupe as he presents actionable tips and tricks in doing passive real estate away from mainstream strategies. Go beyond the usual fix and flips and try less explored yet rewarding investing ventures from multifamily properties, mobile homes to cryptocurrencies. Do not miss this opportunity to escape traditional assets and finally create wealth without Wall Street. Now your host, Jack. So you think you want to get into real estate investing. Most people's first thought is to do it all themselves. And uh, I'm here to tell you that's not always the most efficient way to do it. And uh, I have some better suggestions for you. So uh, take a listen to this episode. So many accredited investors and many high net worth investors who want to get into real estate, uh, they make the mistake of believing that you have to do everything yourself and that's the best way to do it. And I'm here to talk to you about uh, passive investment opportunities that I think are superior in quality both quality of life and investment returns. And if you truly do want to be an active real estate investor, I have some suggestions of a better way to do it than just buying single family houses. So I've talked to thousands of investors and um, most of them think they want to do it themselves for a number of reasons. Either they, they just genuinely think they're going to do better and nobody will care about more about their money or their property than them. They, they have lack of trust. They're afraid, afraid of getting scammed, or they, they believe in sort of that stock market efficient market theory and they just don't want to pay any additional fees. Um, for some, it's really just about ego. Um, they just, uh, they have an ego and they really want to, want to do it and want to be the best. And, uh, when I got started, I didn't have a lot of capital, so I didn't have a lot of choice. I started buying single family properties and small multifamily properties in Rochester, New York and uh, in the early 2000s. And uh, I learned quickly that it's a very, very difficult business to scale. It's just very inefficient. There's 100 roofs to deal with. If you have 100 units, you know, there's, there's individual furnaces. Uh, it's just tough to manage. You have scattered sites just to get support and contractors to show up is, uh, is very, very difficult. And uh, if you try to get into real estate now yourself, especially in this economy and with this labor shortage, you're going to find that it's very difficult to find good, reliable help. And that's one of the biggest challenges if you're just starting from, from square one, you don't have a lot of leverage on contractors. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're just, if you only have one or two properties and you're, you're newer to the business, you're not going to get the attention of the managers, the contractors and all that support staff that, uh, those that have gotten to scale, uh, rely on to, to run their business more efficiently. So I'm a part of a number of masterminds and one of those masterminds is a group of high volume house flippers. These guys own 100 plus units of, of houses. They also have construction teams, a uh, team of agents finding deals. And it's, it's like, it's running a real business and they've gotten to that scale and they still work a ton of hours and, uh, but have built over the years a large infrastructure and it's, it's very, very difficult to do. If you're just starting out day one and you, you think you're going to compete with guys like that in your, in your market, it's, it's just very difficult. In addition to that, 
if you're trying to buy single family houses, you're also competing with everyone who just watched an HGTV television show and wants to get into the business. It, it, on top of that, there's also a housing shortage and you're also competing with owner occupants, people who just want to buy a house to live in and maybe they'll buy a fixer upper because that's all that's available on the market. That's a reasonable deal. And all the other houses have multiple offers. So there, there's a lot of challenges all adding up. And uh, because of that, there are some better ways to approach this business. I know a lot of very tired landlords who've owned properties for many years, have done most of it themselves. They either don't like to delegate, have a hard time delegating, or just haven't found the right, uh, the, the right help to, uh, to delegate. And ultimately, they've created themselves a job. And I know many of them are burnt out and looking for a better option. And if that's you, I've got some better options for you. One of the other common mistakes investors make is not adequately valuing their time. If you're already a high earning professional or you have a higher net worth and you're looking to get into the real estate business, you need to factor in how much your hourly rate is because you may spend hundreds of hours researching and chasing deals and, and realize that ultimately, even if you make a uh, good return on your investment, if you factor in the hours that you put in, versus just putting the money into something passive, you may be losing money overall. So it's important to realize what are your goals? Is your goal to uh, leave your job and retire early? Is your goal to just grow your nest egg to the point where you can start considering retiring? Is your goal to generate more passive income and less active income? Or is your goal to truly get into the real estate business, learn it from top to bottom in whatever niche you're focusing on, and uh, and really grow and transition into being a full-time real estate investor. If it's anything but the last point, I think that there are passive investment options that are likely better for 90% of you. And if your goal is truly to become an active real estate investor, I've got some tips that could help you get into that business in a more efficient way. I've told my story a number of times and I'll, I'll give the brief version today. You know, I got into real estate in my early 20s. I uh, built up about 50 units of single and uh, one to four family properties and uh, created myself a, a management nightmare. Um, it was it was never passive investing. It was, it was an absolute grind. And then I transitioned into buying, performing and non-performing mortgages. That was, uh, Definitely a step in the right direction. Um, wasn't dealing with actual tenants and toilets most of the time. However, we built up a large business and also ended up having a lot of foreclosures, a lot of REOs, and uh, you know, at uh, at scale, uh, developed a, a fair amount. You know, we were an operating business, so it, we developed a you know a fair amount of daily tasks and and, and chores, and it, it turned into really turned into a corporate uh, corporate job. And uh, ultimately, when I got into real estate, I really wanted that passive income. So when I left and eventually got bought out of my uh, my company that I founded, I, I put a lot of thought into what was the most uh, efficient way for me to invest both for strong returns and for the lifestyle I'd been seeking. And because of that, I really settled on real estate syndications as an asset class that made the most sense to me. We, we generally focus on 100 to 200 unit apartment buildings. We also like investing in self-storage, mobile home parks, 
senior living, student housing, RV park marinas uh, is one of the more obscure asset classes we've invested in that's been a, that's been really, really good uh, and, and provided great returns. And the reason for that is scalability. When you have 100 to 200 units in the same complex, you could have on-site property management, you have the scale to get contractors' attentions, to have full-time employees on site, and uh, you can buy materials uh, in bulk as well. If, if you're going to uh, Home Depot to try to buy one refrigerator for a single-family property, it, that, that might be out of stock. You might need to wait a few months. However, if you have a renovation plan to renovate 50 to 100 units, you can contract and get all of your material materials bought in bulk, stored in a warehouse, and as your units are uh, you know ready to renovate, you can you know, have the materials delivered from the warehouse. So then I get the question of why didn't I just do it myself at scale? And why did, why am I not the main operator on, on some of the deals I invest in? And, uh, the answer to that is you don't go from zero to 10 immediately in large multifamily. There's a lot of barriers to entry. I mentioned earlier that when you're trying to flip a single family house, you might be competing with someone who just watched an HGTV television show. You may be competing with someone who is an owner occupant who doesn't mind doing some work. Maybe their uncle or their father-in-law, their father is going to help them on the weekends and uh, they're going to, they're not buying the house needing to make the same profit that the professional or a house flipper or an investor will make. So those are, are major challenges. Uh, multifamily is much more focused on what is the income of the unit. So it weeds out those that are just making somewhat emotional purchases. With that said, uh, the market does fluctuate. And a few years ago, with with record low interest rates, there was a lot of demand for multifamily and a lot of investors were paying significant. It was very competitive. People were paying some significant premiums. And it's very difficult to find good deals. Um, most of our partners will look at 200 plus deals to find one good opportunity. So for me, rather than competing with partners that I'd invested with over the years already, and I know how good they are and experienced they are, I, I decided to, instead of compete with them, to partner with them. And for me, that passive investment has been a much better fit, and it's still a very, very strong return. So what if your goal is to eventually be truly active? If that's just the way your personality works, or if you're looking for that real career change and you know you want to do this full time. My advice is rather than going and trying to buy a single family property or buy an Airbnb and compete with all those retail investors, dive in fully to real estate funds and real estate syndications. Go to a seminar um, about multifamily investing, go to a seminar about self-storage, meet other investors that are doing it, and take that same time and energy, and instead of spinning your wheels buying a single-family property, jump into the syndicated asset classes. You could actually, in many cases, make a passive investment, but be a little bit more active, learn the business, ride shotgun with a quality operator that needs uh, some additional help and additional partners. Um, real estate is a team sport, and especially with these larger deals, when you need to put together a few million dollars of investment, if you're coming into this business with some capital and a desire to add some value and to learn and to contribute, there's a lot of operators who need help and are willing to take on junior partners and teach them the business as well as take their investment money 
uh, passively or somewhat passive and actively, uh, depending on the situation. Uh, there's a scenario called CoGP, where you have a lead sponsor who's the general partner of the deal, but if you have capital and you're looking to really you know jump into the business full force, if you could bring some money to the table, you can be a junior partner or a co-GP in a deal. And in addition to getting a return on your own money, if you're part of the GP, you're going to earn additional money through sweat equity, through getting a percentage of the profits on the deal. And that is a great way to, to get started, to go from being just a, a passive investor to eventually being an active investor. And being an active investor on the commercial side, being a sponsor or a GP or a co-GP, if you want to be active, that's a far superior way to be active than to just buy some single family properties, in my opinion. That's all for this episode of Alternative Investor Mastermind. Now that you know the many alternative opportunities out there all up for the taking, you can finally become ultra-connected and ultra-wealthy. Get more valuable advice from the experts by subscribing to the show at alternativeinvestormastermind.com. Become a winner in the world of passive investing today in alternative investment strategies. Thank you for joining us. Until next time.